And we're back with another episode of 10 Minute Cinema, the final part of our triple feature season premiere. Finally made it. We did. It, it feels like it's been quite a journey. Yeah. So, so season five next week now? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. We're just going to go straight to season five. We got that short fourth season because of the strike. How you doing, buddy? I'm well. Yourself? <clears throat> you know, I'm doing pretty good. Are you? Yeah. Okay. I'll take your word for it. I got some dinner, so now I'm less hangry and gained a second wind. So, uh, seen any good movies lately? I think so. Oh, well, do tell about at least one. Okay. A couple nights ago, I was hanging out with my friend Kevin. I know. And decided to check out a film that he's a big fan of. Okay. And I had actually never seen before. And it was a horror movie, so that, that was fun. That's good. It was called Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, I've never seen that one fully. Okay. I've seen scenes of it. Mm-hmm. It seemed really good. It was a lot of fun. Really liked the tone of it. They did a real good job with like set design and the lighting and everything. Like The, the shadow play in this movie was really cool. Nice. And it's you know early 90s, 91 or 92. Oh, I was thinking so, it was like 93 or 94, actually. Oh, uh, no. No? Okay. Yep. But, yeah, so really good, like, practical effects and stuff. That has Keanu Reeves and uh, Gary Oldman? Correct, yeah. That's what I was about to say. It was kind of a weak Keanu Reeves performance, honestly, to tell you the truth, in, in my opinion. Well, that's still early in his career, though, too. Yeah, pretty early. I mean, that's, like, after Bill and Ted, but... Yeah, right after Point Break, I think. Okay. Can't win. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and he's... Just definitely outclass. Like, Oldman is top of his game. Okay. And Anthony Hopkins does a really cool... Oh, I didn't know like, he was in it. Yeah, he's, like, unhinged almost. Like, he really goes over the top. Is he, like, a vampire hunter? Or? Yeah, he plays Van Helsing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Wow, that's a cool casting right there. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they stick more to, like, the, the true version of the novel. That's why they called it Bram Stoker's Dracula, rather than just Dracula. Okay. So, the novel itself is written basically like a diary it's like somebody found uh harker's diary oh okay and there he like you know that's does uh keanu reeves character correct okay. yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah you get a lot of like uh superimposed like letters as he's writing the letters and stuff and like doing a voiceover in his head as he's writing back to his girlfriend back in london okay and just different things like that and like bring parts of that element from the novels and it was really cool i liked it a lot Sounds good. I might have to check that one out. I'd say it's a recommendation. So I also saw something this week. Did you? I did. I was too afraid to ask. Were you? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't want you to embarrass yourself. Be like, no, I just watch TV again like I always do. Not always. I have movies most of the time. I don't think you do. Maybe 50%. That's as far down as I'm going. I watched a film on Netflix called You're So Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah. It's like a, what? I said, okay. Yeah, I know. It it seems like a weird choice. It has Adam Sandler in it, though. Oh, Uh, that doesn't necessarily make it better. Yeah, but it actually had, like, good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? I decided to check it out. Christina found it while we were looking through some trailers, and I looked it up, and it actually had, like, a, I want to say it was 90s for the rating, maybe high 80s, but 
Hmm. Either way, like, one of his high rated films in a while, so... Comedies, at least. It was okay. It's more aimed towards, I think, a teenager audience. Uh, With that title, that sounds... Yeah. <laughs> it's a coming-of-age story for teenage girls, but... You know, it had a lot of heart in it. You know, if you like those kind of movies, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of sap, you know, might be a good one to watch. I'll probably pass, but thank you. Yeah, I don't see it as something you want to watch, but I could be wrong. I mean, you usually are, but not this time. Mm. Nice. All right, so do you want to go ahead and go with our third movie of our three-part season premiere? I do not. Oh, okay. We have to make a small detour first. Oh, we do? We do. Oh, okay. Do tell. We uh, we got to make a little visit to the corrections department here real quick. Oh, no. Do the corrections get on you about this? Well, you know, they've been emailing me a lot, and I've put a lot of thought into things over the last week or so. Oh, well, you're digging deep, huh? I kind of was. You know what? Did a little soul searching? Well, I did some searching. I don't okay. know where where I was exactly searching, but I did some searching. I, I was a bit unfair, I think, last week. Okay. In my final rating. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm I'm going to go with a 4.5 now. Well, that's very big of you. I'm really proud of you for... I mean, I'm a big guy. Yeah. You are a big guy. So I'm, I'm proud of you, buddy. That, that it takes a lot to come back from a rating and, you know, just say that you're wrong, but good for you. Thanks. All right. Now are you ready for It Chapter 2? I am. Perfect. So my first scene is actually probably about 20 to 30 minutes into the film. Okay. It is when they all meet up at the Chinese restaurant. While I do like the film before this moment, this is really the first scene that I enjoy like immensely in this film. We get the fun like kind of revisiting their childhood right at that moment. Kind of an innocence that they lost since they departed and found in that moment. So it's really good to see the gang back together after 27 years. Uh, and, you know, we get a lot of fun, like, laughter here where they kind of catch up and slip right back into the comfort that they had with each other. Yeah. And then we get tear. And that, it's just such a great build to that point. And like we said while we were watching the difference between the main series and this film, like, they crushed the scene in comparison. They really did. Yeah, and that was even one that I pointed out in the miniseries is one of my favorites. But... Right. I mean, yeah. it's a great scene in the novel, too. It's one of the better scenes, but mm-hmm. just they really knocked out a part with this one. This is a great introduction for the Losers Club as adults. It gives you a good chance to really see them embody those characters that the kids had already established. My first scene is whenever we actually get the scene, it's kind of an awkward like uh, transition to it. Okay. We both kind of pointed that out, um, but it's when Henry washes up in the Barrens. Yeah, that so, was such a weird transition. Yeah, it's, it's like a hard cut. Like You don't really realize for sure that you're in the past again watching this, but uh, I thought it was really cool that he just kind of washes out with all the other bodies that had floated down from it after it. I was going to say defeated, but, you know. De- he was still defeated that day. He I, I guess so, yeah. killed. Correct, yeah. I guess that's that's a, that's a fair one. But I, I really like the, the effect of it, like seeing all those corpses, like, wash out, and then Absolutely. as he, like, bursts out of the, the river and 
takes a huge breath, and you realize, oh, that he survived Mike pushing him down the well. Right. And then you get the transition of him coming back home and then getting arrested and still being under the influence of Pennywise. My second scene is actually a, it's kind of a longer scene, but it's the clubhouse. Really? Yeah. I, I really like the bonding here because they have a lot of time in the first film to build the friendship, but we don't get to see them really relax at all in the first film. It's all just terror. It's, hey, we're friends. Okay, we have all these terrible situations happen to us. Let's tackle them. Here we actually get to kind of see their innocence a little bit. We get to see what the flow of their friendship really is when they're not fighting terrible monster clowns and bullies they are, you know, homicidal. It's just fun to see them as kids for once. And then I, I like the transitions too between the past scenes and the adults while they're having conversation as well. I just, I like the whole scene. It's a good building character moment. Okay. Just felt a little shoehorned in to me. Like, really? Yeah. See, like, that is an important scene in the book. Like, there's good stuff that happens in the clubhouse, but they kind of take that and move it to something else. So, yeah, I didn't really think we needed the clubhouse, but. Maybe I just really like the kid actors in these movies. My next scene was the Vicky kill at the baseball game. Nice. Or Pennywise. That is a great scene. Lures her under the bleachers. Uh, this is the most terrifying Pennywise has been in either movie, in my opinion. Yeah, he's the way terrifying here. He like empathizes with her and gets her to you know buy into his no one bullshit. Wants to be my friend either. So and, just awful at the same time. And, like he's just super. Crazy well, yeah, here. but uh, yeah, such a good use of shadows and that too. Like they did a really cool job of letting him lure her in like that. You know, for sure. One of his scarier transformations, too. Like, usually when he does the wide open mouth with the extra teeth, it's like, okay, this is a little cheesy. That was, it was actually scary at that point to me. His face the whole time was scary. I don't understand why she even would go towards him. Yeah. The way he's staring at her the whole time, like, I just don't understand why these kids are like, let me go towards this clown. (laughs) Even after he's trying to, like, fake cry. Like, why? Why are you doing this? My dirt scene is going to be whenever Beverly goes back home. So you had that in the miniseries too. I did. It's such a great scene, though. Pennywise does a good job here of just really getting to her head. I would almost like to see her dad more in the scene too. Yeah, that's what was missing to me. Yeah, that's what kept it off the list for me. Okay, okay. The but build just, up, the build up is great, but the naked lady demon, I don't, whatever. It was a little cheesy the way they they presented too much humor in this one. Mm-hmm. I, we talked about this a little bit last night when we watched it, but. They definitely, it's almost like he's trying to be more tongue-in-cheek with every scene. And it's weird because it's supposed to be scary, not funny scary. Yeah. I get that you got one of the, you know, great comedians of the modern time in the movie, but you don't have to go that humor with everything. But I just, you know, I still like the build here. It's a great build. And, I mean, the lady does look creepy when she transforms into the troll, kind of, I guess. I guess. Uh, number three for me was the Pennywise origin tale. That's uh, a great scene. Yeah. As you mentioned before, like, we didn't really know what was going to be expected from this adaptation, you know, and definitely I I did not expect to hear or see the, the ritual chewed in any way at all. No, I didn't and either. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get a cool, like, the, the, the special effects with that too, or it's like hazy, like, you know, like he is going through the 
the uh, the ceremony where he did the visions like right. from the book and stuff. That was really neat. And like the the vessel that they found to like represent it was kind of neat. I like that aspect of it. And just driving home the point again that this is, you know, an ancient cosmic entity that they're, they've been up against. Like it yeah, kind of, it kind of stacks this. the odds even further against them. You know, you're like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. They, it really is crazy that they were able to even do what they did as kids. And how insane is it that they're actually trying to do even further than that this time as adults. My next scene is the park scene with uh, Pennywise and Richie. Okay. Especially when it's adult Richie with Pennywise. I love the confrontation between the two. Yeah. Pennywise is super creepy, but just gained so far into Richie's head here. But I also like the kid portion where we get to see him running from the, you know, John Bunyan statue. (laughs) Wasn't that the statue's name? What was it? Paul. It was Paul Bunyan for yeah, real? Yeah. I thought it said John. I don't know why. Because I know who Paul Bunyan is. But... Yeah. Okay. Cool. The cool, giant cool, dude cool, in flannel cool. with the axe. Yeah, then that, yeah. that was yeah. That was the famous lumberjack, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> well. It wasn't I... his creepy brother John. You don't even know about John. <laughs> I, I really don't. But yeah, I just love the confrontation here. Painwise super creepy as he's taunting Richie and letting him know that they're all gonna die and I, I just like this confrontation a lot. Next up for me, I can't not mention the Uncle Stevie cameo. <laughs> Stephen King does a really good job, I think. It's one of yeah. his better acting performances, honestly. For sure. He's been in quite a few of his adaptations and usually not so great. <laughs> Pretty wooden. But this one was really neat. I love the uh, the meta digs that he gets in it. Making fun of himself a little bit. Uh huh. About not being able to write a good ending. <laughs> and uh, there was actually a really cool Dark Tower reference here, too. Oh, really? With the name of the store being the Secondhand Rose. Okay. Uh, roses have a very huge effect towards the end of the Dark Tower. Oh, nice. So that was really neat to see that they're kind of giving a little nudge and a winking nod to that. That's really cool. Yeah. My final scene, it's another back-in-time scene. It's whenever Ben and uh, Beverly are in the classroom. Mm, yeah, this is nice. Yeah, you know, I think they did a really good job here. I did have the complaint that it seemed like they asked all the kids who want to be a scary monster in the film, and, you know, the ones that raised their hand got to do it, basically. This is fun where we get to kind of see Bev look like, you know, she might, you know, be into Ben before just totally reject him and then realizing that it's not Beverly at all. It's actually Pennywise. The effects here with her hair going on fire, I, I thought say, that yeah. was really cool, too playing off of the poem yeah right absolutely it's a good way to just dig a little bit further at ben uh the last one i had was whenever they're in kneebold house and the refrigerator pops open and you get the the stand head that rolls out spider stand and then turns into the spider yeah huge reference to the thing yeah uh richie even says the same line that kurt russell says in the thing i saw the trivia oh did you okay yeah, yeah. I didn't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the thing. You but. gotta be fucking kidding! It's <laughs> <laughs> just so good and that really well done effect too. Yeah, it's really creepy, and they did a good job of just making it, you know, still believable. All right, so who wants to go first on their rating? I think I will. Okay. Awesome. You've, you've taken it the last couple. So I have. I'll, I'll I'll jump in front of this bullet here. Okay. This movie isn't as good as part one. No, it's not. I was gonna mention this during my corrections bump up of part one but uh this played into it also 
Okay. Watching this made part one look even better. <laughs> and I realized that a lot of the strength of the overall movie itself came from the first. Absolutely. Not to say that this is bad. No. It's definitely too long. This does not need to be a two hour and 45 minute movie. And apparently he had over four hours of film that Dang. he cut down. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I get it. You want to, like... Be true to the book as much as you can, but there's also so much new stuff in here that they added in themselves. It doesn't necessarily and I don't need think to be that there. Anything that they add into the film necessarily made the film better. No, I mean, I do kind of appreciate the like overhandedness of making Richie gay. It does add some extra depth to his character that was kind of needed. Yeah, because I, know, I can see that, and you know, it makes it's, sense it's hinted at in the book, but it's not anywhere near as overt as what they made it here. Right, and it but, makes sense too, especially the novels in the fifties. I mean, that would be you know a big no-no back in the fifties, especially. You can kind of see why it is hidden so much. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think part of it here is just the same thing we talk about with the miniseries, where the second night just seems worse because it's mostly adults and the same thing here it's like it just it's mostly adults i think if we could get a natural like director's cut of this movie that is both parts together and it actually jumps back and forth between the kids and the adults the entire time that's the way to do it like there's a reason the book is so popular i agree and that's he's part of the reason working on it really that was in the trivia oh shit okay he wants to make a director's cut with the full cut that that's the best way you're going to get this story and in a i think so form. too because, you can't release it like that, though. No, no, you can't. Well, you can, but you're not going to get anywhere near the success not that they Not what had. they got, no. Yeah, which this was, you know, both, both of them are huge success. Right. But yeah, it just, it really drags. Like, you don't need the the kids to be in this that much. Like, you, every time they go back to like, oh, I got to find my token or artifact or whatever it was from when I was a childhood, from whenever we left Niebold House and were mad at each other. Every single one of those just kind of falls flat to me i don't think it's necessary it could have been cut out maybe if you want to do just like a brief like flashback reminder kind of thing but we don't need you know seven five minute scenes five to ten minute scenes plotting that all out and again like i said before like whenever we started all this like I'm, I'm coming at this from a huge book fan angle so you know take that with as you will that that definitely affects my ratings also of course and I don't hate this. You know, I'm not going to give it a super low score. But especially in comparison with the first one. And just, I don't know. It, it I feel it like really you're dropped trying off. to justify the score here. I, I guess I am. But I'm just going to come out with it. I'm, I'm going to give it a three. Oh, see, that that's totally fine. Yeah, that, that's a good, you know, average-ish movie. So, meh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I agree with what you're rating. Yeah. I, I give it a little bit higher. But, you know, that's a respectable rating. I mean... Here's the thing. It's not like anyone did a bad job with this film. It's a good film. It's just there's too much. It's three hours long and it really needed to be around the same as the first film. They mm -hmm. could have cut 30 minutes from this and I think it would have flowed a lot better. But mm -hmm. I don't know where you would cut it other than the new stuff that they added. Yeah, I guess you could cut the whole quest. I mean, I like some of those scenes, but you could kind of blend those in together and probably cut a good... 10 minutes out of all those scenes combined. Yeah. And still make it, you know, good. Just a lot tighter. 
But I, I love the cast for this. I think they did a good job with the cast. I don't think any of the actors did a bad job doing those characters justice. I really love the casting choice of Beverly. I mean, I think she was perfect for it. Especially uh, Bill Hader, too. I mean, I, I just love that casting. He's a good rich, especially against Finn. He's yeah. just, they kind of look similar. He looks like he could be the, you know, childhood version of Bill Hader. Yeah, and he's supposed to be like a, a huge stand-up comedian, so... Right, it, it worked why well. Not, why not get one of the best comedians? So, yeah. Exactly, and like, he he was a Tonight Show host in the novel, right? Or uh, fill in? He was like a substitute. Yeah. Okay, he was a fill in. Yeah. So I like the change that they did too. Stand up co- comedian works way better for Richie, I feel like, than a TV personality. But yeah, it's just this film is too long. Yeah, They're, the pacing's off, and 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 the horror is off. This didn't really feel like a horror movie. They tried to be funny. They didn't need to be funny. They they needed to do what they did with the first film, which was make it scary, but the humor kind of bled out because it was scary, and that's what the kids did to survive. Yeah. They made jokes to deal with it. Here, they're not making jokes so much. It's just like they're saying stuff that would be funny or adding music that makes no sense to add. Yeah. When the angel in the morning hits, when... Stan's getting puked in the mouth. Eddie. Yeah. Or Eddie, sorry. Uh, when A's getting puked in the mouth and we hear that song, like, it makes no sense. Yeah. It completely takes away from the scene. It's funny. Like, the song with that scene yeah. is funny. Yeah, I'm not sure it's supposed to be, but it is. <laughs> but it didn't need to be in the film. No. That's a stupid edit, in my opinion. Yeah. So, when they do the supercut, they better take that part out, too. <laughs> At least the song. But overall, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3.5. Okay. I really still think it's an above average horror film. It's just that, you know, like I said, the pacing's off. The humor's unwanted. It just doesn't make sense for the story we're telling. But overall, I still like the effects. They did some really great scares. And I think even though I said they needed to take away some of the scenes with Pennywise attacking each one individually, they were still fun scenes. They were some of my favorite scenes in the film, obviously. I picked three of them as three of my favorite scenes it's just the humor parts of them didn't really work for me and they could definitely been shorter yeah but still 3.5 is my rating i think that's a solid rating i think another thing too just popped in my head the tension isn't there anymore well that's because that's because of the humor well no it's because you know they survive every single one of these oh pennywise attacked me again when i was a kid it doesn't mean shit because you know they're gonna survive In that first movie, you don't know what's going to happen. They could literally change anything. They can't change shit now because the adults right here looking back at their childhood. True, yeah. That takes away part of the scare of it. That would be nice, though, when they do do a supercut to have that kind of blend. The only weird thing will be the fact that the kids look so much older. Yeah, most of them do. I do have some trivia. Bill Hader was unaware that Bill Skarsgård could actually move his eyes in two different directions. So Hader asks Skarsgård what kind of editing was done to achieve the effect in the first movie. Skarsgård, in full costume and makeup, responded by saying, Oh, you mean this? And showed him how he could do it naturally, startling Hader. In the novel, Eddie ponders that he may have married Myra because she reminded him of his mother. The same actress, Molly Atkinson, portrays both Maya and his mother as well. So, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. I you can't tell because she's so heavily like dressed up in the first film. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's the same actress. That's cool. 
Bill Hader was approached for the role of Richie based on Finn Wolfhard's wish to cast him in the sequel. Hader, who had never met Wolfhard, was extremely flattered that Wolfhard wanted him to take on the role. Pennywise only had seven minutes of dialogue in the film. Wow. But up from four minutes, the last film. So almost double. And that's all the trivia I actually wrote down. 11 minutes out of almost six hours. That's crazy. Yeah, five hours, but yeah. All right, you want to tell the audience what our next film is? Do you remember it? I don't. I do know we are keeping spooky season going, though. We are. And our next film was picked by my wife. My wife. (laughs) She picked the film I Know Who Killed Me. This is the sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer? No. It's a Lindsay Lohan film. Mm. Have you not seen it? I've never heard of it. Perfect. You're in for a... A Lindsay Lohan treat. Cool. Yeah. So that'll be our next episode, but until then, you can find us on the socials on X. You can find me at USA Kid 6977 You can find Big Guy over here at Big Guy ACV. That's me. And you can find us at the podcast at 10 Men Sin. We're not there. We are there. We aren't. Did you have anything else to add today, buddy? Hello. Was that your pain wise? Yeah. Yikes. Don't quit your day job, buddy. <laughs> that was terrible. And that's a wrap.